are the tempo, you are the voice, we are your soul, you are our God, we are your people, you are the light, we stand in Thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. 
Oh, Father God, we have come expecting this morning. We have come to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Oh, God, we right now, we posture our hearts to you, God. We, we posture our hearts right now, God. In humility, God, we say we love you. Oh, God, we worship you. There's nobody like you, God. Oh, the God who created the universe, the God who's still creating the universe, the God who created it with a word, the God who breathed on us. Father, you are great and mighty, and there is nobody like you, God. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Father. Worthy is your name. God, I declare that we will worship your name, that we will worship the King of Kings this morning, that we have come with no other agenda but to worship the King of Kings, to lift on high the name of Jesus Christ. God, we worship you. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Oh, we just, we turn our hearts to you, God. We turn our hearts to you. God, whatever we've been dealing with all week, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that shackles fall off, that chains fall off, that depressing thoughts fall off. God, in the name of Jesus, God, thoughts of not being enough, they fall off, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we come to worship. We have come to praise you. We've come to worship you. Oh, God, I declare healing in this place in Jesus' name. God, I declare that there's healing in this place. God, I declare as people come in this morning that they will feel your presence, that they will feel your love, that they will feel the Holy Spirit of the living God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, your word says that we will do even greater things. We will do even greater things. Holy Spirit, come and have your way this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. We give you this service, Holy. Let it look like however you want it to look like, Holy Spirit. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you. Come on all over the room. Start to thank God. God, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. Thank you. We thank you for our provision. We thank you for our houses. We thank you for our cars. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our health. We thank you that we're on earth and not in heaven right now. Thank you for our health. Come on, find something to be thankful for this morning. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, I thank you for my family and my kids. I thank you for my life. I thank you for when I wasn't enough. You made me enough. I thank you that you saved me. Come on, thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you that you delivered me from 2020, God. I thank you that you delivered me from COVID three times, God. I thank you that as I was in the hospital, you saved me, God. I thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you. Oh, we worship you. We thank you. We worship you. We thank Wake up and give him his praise this morning. Oh, he's worthy of the praise. 
gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. No, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. No, yeah, your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Sing it out, your love never fails, it never gives up. Don't matter what I have done 
It's for you. 
singing over our lives, singing over creation, singing over our lives. It rules forever. Oh Jesus, you were the word at the beginning. Oh, God spoke out. in abundance right now, God. Father, we declare life in every dead situation. God, we declare life in every dead relationship. We declare life, God. Life and life in abundance, God. Oh, we declare life this morning. Come on, just start to declare life this morning. It's for somebody today. We declare life over your dry bones. We declare life over your dead business. We declare over whatever you're struggling with this morning. We declare life and life in the
over you this morning, renounce it in the name of Jesus. Jesus is life. Every lie that's been spoken over your life this morning, renounce it in the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every chain breaks. Every chain falls. In the name of Jesus. Every chain breaks. Every time's gone. In the name of Jesus. Every chain breaks. Every time's gone. In the name of Jesus. Every chain breaks. Every life falls. In the name of Jesus. Every chain breaks. Celebration, that's the sound of life. Come on! Hey. 
That's just the beginning of life. Jesus is life. Jesus he is, is love. Life. He is truth. He is your way. Jesus is life. He is the life. He's love. He's the way. He is your way. Jesus is life. Jesus he is, is love. He's the truth. And He, he is your way. way. Jesus is life. He is love, he's the truth, and he is your way. If there's a lock on the chains this morning, Jesus is the key. If there's a lock on your heart this morning, Jesus is the key. If there's chains on your wrist this morning, yes, Jesus is the key. If there are chains around your mind this morning, oh, oh, Jesus, Jesus is the key to unlocking your love, unlocking your life this morning. Jesus is the key. Oh, Jesus, you're the key. You unlock the light and the love in us. Jesus is the key. filling us up. Thank you for breaking every chain. Thank you for running us down with your love. God, we love you. 
we thank you and we worship your holy name in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen Amen. come on give God a praise give God some praise come on wow amen wow that was uh, amazing you know as we were worshiping I just I felt a move of God (laughs) I felt a shaking I felt a breaking I don't know what was there but it is breaking it is shaking and God is taking over it is amazing something is happening and we are moving in the right direction so we love you guys hey listen take 10 minutes uh, to to take a break real quick and we'll be right back we love you guys Uh, and say hi to someone you don't know or you do know I love on each other
Good morning. Welcome to the gathering place. Was that not awesome worship? Oh, wow. Shoo. Okay. So my name is Rhonda, and I'm going to share the announcements with you. First of all, we just want to welcome, especially if you're a first-time guest, if this is your first time here, please complete a Connect card. Uh, they can be found out at the connection point, the big desk out in the lobby, or you can scan the QR code right there and fill it out. That way, if we have a record, we will not come visit you, but we would love to give you a phone call, send you a letter, just let you know we enjoyed having you, see if you have any questions or prayer requests. Um, if you don't know, every Sunday at 9 o'clock, we have kingdom classes. We have a class every Sunday at 9 in the Annex, and this is where teacher from out of our congregation teaches on a subject that maybe Pastor DJ and Kevin don't always have time to go very deep in. Today, Pastor Rick taught on just very basics of how to get started reading and studying the Bible. Next Sunday, James Gaiman, who's one of our elders, but also a personal trainer, is going to, <laughs> excuse me, is going to teach us about nutrition. I don't know who all needs to hear that besides me, but <clears throat> that will probably be a very good class. Yeah, okay. The 17th of this month, we're going to have a night of worship. We do this once a month, but we alternate where we do it. So this past month, we were here. This coming, this month, the 17th, we're going to be at Courts of Praise. Six o'clock, Courts of Praise. That's Pastor Bo's, Brother Bo's church, about five miles down the road. And um, But there will be a mixture of our musicians, their musicians, our congregation and theirs, and it'll be really good. All right, men, we have a conference for you. This is coming up in April, April 27th through the 29th. It's going to be at a camp outside Tuscaloosa, and DJ and Pastor Bo will be some of the guest speakers, but you need to register by March 27th. So you can go online. There's the uh, website right there where you can go online and register. All right. Now, I want to mention the app, because if you don't have the app downloaded on your phone, you need to do that. You can use your, app, use your phone, scan this QR code, and get the app, because that's where you find out what's going on. Like, yes, if you don't know how to do that, grab a team. They do know how to do that. So, yes. So, like, every Monday night, we have prayer night, 6 o'clock. But we else, yes, we also have small groups that are kicking off this week. Yes, a couple of us kicked off last week, but this week, the men's Bible study at the Ward's house kicks off Tuesday night at 6.30. I've heard Miss Karen gives you a little snack or something before you study the Bible, right? Green beans, yeah, that kind of stuff, okay. Wednesday night, our marrieds start meeting again, and this at 6 o'clock in the Annex. So be there. Last Thursday, I kicked off my study, which is at 9.30 Thursday mornings in the Annex. We're studying the life of Abraham. You're welcome to come join us if you can. Friday night, Tammy kicked off her group, which is praise, worship, and dance, if you're interested in that. Saturday night, the Jacks have an ongoing one. Um, and soon there will be a motorcycle group. Uh, the camping crew will kick back off soon. And when Pastor DJ gets back, God guns and gravy will kick back off. So, so if you have the app, you can scroll down, slide across to small groups and go on there and sign up. 
and then you'll, they'll be in touch with you. And that's all I have, and Pastor Kevin is going to tell you a little bit about what happened here. Thank you, Ms. Rhonda. been told to check my mic. Right. Good morning. You want me to sing? I'm just kidding. I will not sing. Hey, listen, we're really excited for this morning. Uh, if you've never heard us teach, uh, you're not missing nothing. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, so... My wife grounds me back to earth. You know, I'm really, really excited type. And so uh, I am excited this morning to, to teach a little bit with my uh, beautiful wife. So uh, I told her she ruined me because now I don't like preaching by myself. Like, I'm like, you got to teach with me. You know, it's so it's just much, it's just fun. Right. And so uh, but yeah, getting back to uh, Bread of Life, I want to thank everybody that was a part of that Bread of Life event yesterday. Uh, go ahead and give you guys yourself a hand. Um, thank you so much. I want to thank Miss um, Cassandra and, and everybody that was involved. Uh, I know Elizabeth and just there were just so many, Miss Tammy, and uh, there were so many people, uh, Brother James and Aaron, and, and uh, just so many people who gave up most of their Saturday. Yes, Jesse, my brother Jesse. Uh, a lot of people that gave up most of their Saturday uh, to be here to feed people. Uh, and not a ton of people came, but those who came received, you know, and, and I got to talk to one of the ladies in the back that she stopped by and now she's here this morning. So we're so thankful for that. Um, you know, uh, and it, listen, that's just a reminder that God is not too big to stop everything and do everything for one person. Uh, he's not too big for that. He, he loves that. He will leave the 99 to chase down the one. And so we're excited. Thank you so much. It was a blessing. Honestly, it felt like it was such a blessing just to be with each other and talking with each other. I mean, Jesse, you know, and, and Elizabeth, and then, you know, all of us, just all the brothers just talking and just fellowshipping as we're serving too. So uh, it's just a great time. Uh, we're probably going to be doing that once a month, uh, maybe once a quarter. So we'll look forward to hearing from uh, Miss Cassandra on that. So, uh, but just thank you. Thank you very much. Anything you want to say? I wasn't here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when we get together and we get to do that. Yeah. I know Nazaya got to come out. And so when the teens come out and serve, it really is a huge blessing. And they get to see firsthand, Amen. you know, what it's like, you know, if they get to pray for someone and then, you know, it's just a blessing in that. So Amen. not only adults, but teens too. Absolutely. Loving to serve. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes we get confused that church is coming on Sunday morning and sitting here. Uh, and church and our ministry, our life, you know, that's church and our ministry is our entire life. You know, it's everything that we do. Uh, and so when we have an opportunity to do it outside of the walls, even though we were here, we were out there, we were walking, we were sweating, we're passing out waters. Uh, it's just a blessing and a reminder, you know, of what who we are called to be, right? Go and make disciples. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and pray. And then we'll jump in. So, Father, thank you so much for this day. We love you. We thank you. God, I ask right now that the Holy Spirit, that you would fill us up right now. Holy Spirit, speak through us. Speak to us. Uh, would you allow us to just have a good time as we're teaching your word? And would you allow us to be precise, God, in what we're trying to say? Uh, we love you, God, and we thank you. And right now, God, I bless everybody watching online. I bless Pastor DJ, Pastor Julie, and their whole family. God, I love them. I thank Thank you for them. I honor them right now. God, I bless them in Jesus' mighty name. God, thank you. And I bless all of your children here in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So 
oh, I'm going to try to like not, you know, it's hard. Okay. I get so excited. So let's just go ahead and jump in. This morning we are talking about uh, real people, right? We're talking about real people. And this morning we're going to be in first Samuel. Uh, Pastor Chris was actually been teaching the girls, uh, the student ministry girls on, um, a, a beautiful story, a beautiful person uh, named Hannah. So I'm going to go ahead and let you talk a little bit about that. So um, for the girls that have been here, we've been in First Samuel and pretty much just God put on my heart that the young ladies needed to learn about other young ladies in the Bible. And sometimes we think that the Bible is just like, um, you know, just characters, but they're real people. And so today we're talking about real people and real pain. And we kind of talked a little, about, a little bit about the story of Hannah. And I don't want to get too much into it because we are going to actually read our Bibles and read Amen. through the story. Um, but what I just told them is, you know, the Bible has real people that you can relate to. Um, Hannah is a perfect example. She was going through something really hard, yeah. and how she reacts to that is something that we can take and learn from. Amen. And that's just what I've been sharing with the girls. And last time I went through Esther, which is also an amazing story, but just Hannah is what we really Absolutely. just wanted to talk through. Yeah, there's just so much in here. Uh, that we're going to go ahead and jump in. Uh, I, you know, I don't know when's the last time you went to church and read a whole chapter or two, but um, this is the gathering place, so uh, welcome. <laughs> and, then, right. and the names on this one are tricky. Shh, don't tell them yet. We're going to tell All right, let's go ahead and put it up there. First Samuel chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open it. If you have your uh, iPhone, you can open the Bible app. You know, stay off of uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I know, I know it's tempting you. It's like, oh, five friend likes, you know. Stay away. Go on the Bible app. All right, here we go. <laughs> and we work with youth, so we know. Yes, I know. We work with youth. So. All right, so uh, chapter 1, verse 1, there was a certain man from uh, Ramathium, a Zophite, let's see here, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. He had two wives, one was called Hannah and the other Peninnah, some verse, uh, some uh, translation says Penina, and sometimes I confuse it with banana, but it's Penana or Penina. All right, yeah, I know, I know, it's Penina. So, <laughs> Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Uh, you want to read verse three? Uh, year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Sh Shiloh. 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 Where? Oh gosh. Where are you? Oh. Verse three. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hophni and Phineas, the two the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Yep. Whenever the day came for Alcana to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife. Go ahead, say it. Panana, <laughs> and to all her sons and daughters. I'm sorry, I'm picking on her. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, Amen. and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and could and would not eat. Her husband, Alcana, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. 
In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Verse 12, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Not, <laughs> um, I know, right? Adding, adding salt to the wound there. Uh, not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I have been pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the Lord of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and they went back to their home at Ramah. Alcana made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, she named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. When the man Elkanah uh, went up with all his family uh, to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, After the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, Elkanah, her husband told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And after he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, As surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life he will be given over to the Lord, and he works. Worship the Lord there. Amen? Amen. That was a lot. That was a lot. Uh, amen. So uh, I want to talk a couple uh, about a few things, okay? And so we're going to dissect this story this morning because there's so much. And if you read it quickly, you'll miss it. Uh, and so one of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, was here in, let's see, verse 2. So verse 2 and 3, right? So right here where it says he had two wives, one called Hannah and the other Peninnah. And, and Peninnah had children, but Hannah had none. So right there we see that there's a what? There's a need. Right? There's something that Hannah wants. There's something that she needs. And, and I believe that there's always something in our lives that we need. Right? Sometimes we need money. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need deliverance. Sometimes we need sound mind. Sometimes we need sleep. Sometimes we need to be rid of our depression. We need, you know, we, we need to be uh, saved from ourselves. Some, there's so many things that we need. And a lot of times we get focused on only that. But my first point this morning, and I want you to remember this, okay, is that blessing is never just for yourself. Blessing is never just for yourself. So um, we were with uh, Miss Rhonda this Thursday. We were, uh, me and a couple, uh, her and some ladies, Miss uh, Rhonda was leading us, and we were going through the life of Gideon. Uh, and we see the same thing in Gideon's life. You know, he's, he's 
you know, making or trying to get grain and he's in a wine press and he wants, you know, he needs food, right? Um, but God calls him out of there and doesn't just give him food. He says, she, he calls uh, Gideon out and says, okay, now I need you to deliver my people, right? The blessing, God could have been like, here's grain. There you go. Be blessed. But he didn't do that. All right, because blessing is always greater than just yourself. And so in this story, we see the same thing. Let me show you verse 3, right? Verse 3 says this. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hopni and Phinehas, who are the two sons of Eli, were priests over the, uh, of the Lord. If you read this quickly, you'll, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. Those who know the story know why this is so important. See, God immediately identifies the need. Hannah's like, I need a son. God's saying, I need a new prophet and priest. I know you just want a son, but I also need a prophet and a priest. Because the two sons of Eli were evil. And they were doing shameless and evil things before the Lord. And so God, in his heart, he desired to have a new prophet, a new priest. And Hannah, on the other side, desired to have a son. Right? And so it's so important that we understand that blessing is never just for yourself. Whatever you have right now, whatever need is in your life right now, I need you to understand that it's not just about yourself. Whatever that need is, pray about it. God will bless you, but there's a greater picture. There's a bigger picture. And if you will ask the Lord what it is, he will bless you through that. He's going to show you what's happening. You want to say anything? Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't want to move too much ahead, but just like we almost missed this verse when we went back, that's sometimes how we look at it. We miss what's going on Amen. in our, you know, in her pain of not having a child. She can miss this. Thankfully, you know, we know the story that what she does next and we'll talk about it. But sometimes that's us. Sometimes we're looking Amen. more at the pain and our need than saying, you know, taking a step back and saying, well, God, what is your need in this? And how can that those two things work together? Yeah, absolutely. And, and also you see the fact that even though she's getting you know, basically bullied, right? She's getting bullied. She's being mistreated. She's being uh, talked down to. And then on top of all of that, right, she, the husband's like, am I not worth more than 10? You know, sometimes our, you know, husbands, we, you know, we mess up all the time. You know, I'll be the first one to admit it, right? And I'm not enough? You I want know. a son? Well, you want a son? I should be worth 10 sons. Like, what's going on with you, you know? And so, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, we, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so, you know, and even in all of that, you know, she, understands this very important truth. And that's while you're going through the pain and the struggle, you need to run to the Lord. You know, she didn't just wallow in her pain and struggle. She knew where to wallow in her pain and struggle. Do you hear, do you hear what I said? It, it's not about the wallowing in your pain. It's about where are you wallowing in your pain? God is not afraid of your wallowing. I just want you guys to hear me. God is not afraid of your wallowing, of your pain, of your emotions, of your crazy outbursts, of your crying, hitting your knees on the floor, screaming at the top. He is not afraid of that. He is not scared. He's not going to condemn you. He's not angry. He would rather you speak to him than try to internalize everything and explode. 
And I, I'll, I'll, well, I won't jump too ahead. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> well, if you just read in chapter, I mean, in verse 10, it says, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, yes. weeping bitterly. It doesn't say she got it all together and then right. prayed. Right. It says that in her anguish, yes. that's when she cried out to the Lord. And then not only that, they even think she's drunk of how much <laughs> yeah. she's crying just in her heart. And so can you imagine, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to just... Put it all out there. Right. And then even more, you're already getting bullied. You're already, and it's year after year. Right. If you, yeah. you can miss that. This wasn't just a temporary, like, she got bullied for a little bit. Right. It said year after year when they went up, she got yeah. bullied. And then now she's being told by the priest, are you drunk? <laughs> and so there's just so many reasons why. <laughs> told you guys mess up sometimes. <laughs> Uh, why she just could have gave up there. But instead, she uses that pain to just see, get closer to God in that moment. Yeah, to push through. I mean, this morning, that's our sermon title. We're talking about pushing through this morning. Um, it is so easy to give up. It is so easy to just give up. Uh, and sometimes we go through something that's so hard and we think that the only way is to give up. And we, we don't think to... Look at the bigger picture that God wants to use you in your pain, in your struggle. And he wants to save not just you, but all the people around you. You know, sometimes we forget to uh, know this truth that your life matters. Your life matters not just for you, not just for your family, but everybody that you influence, your life matters. Everybody's life matters. And if you will understand that, you will be, you know, you will be better equipped to actually run to the Lord and say, okay, God, I'm going through all of this, and now what, right? Now what? And so, yeah, I think it's, it's really important that, um, you know, that she, she didn't stay there, that she actually moved. Um, and, yeah, and so as we were praying about this sermon title and we were talking about pushing through, uh, I want to get real with you guys for a while. Well, I'm always real with you guys, but um, for all the new people, I'm going to get real with you guys for a minute. Um, let me hold on. Yeah, right. Hold on. Now, um, but our teens know this. You know, we've talked to them as well. There's been so many times when me and Pastor Crystal could have given up. So many times when we wanted to give up. You know, we, we wanted to walk away from the ministry because it's so hard. Right? It was so hard. This was like, I don't know, five, six years ago. I can't remember, but uh, we were youth pastoring. And we, you know, I was working full time with the Air Force uh, as a DOD employee. I was in the reserves. Then I was the, uh, I was a youth pastor here. I was a um, part-time youth pastor, but there's no such thing, just in case <laughs> y'all want to know. There's no such thing as a part-time youth pastor, okay? Um, so, you know, I was a part-time youth pastor. Of course, I'm a dad. I got three little kids. And you're going uh, to school. I was going to school full-time. I know. It's crazy. I, I, it was crazy. And I remember that we got to this moment where me and Pastor Crystal wanted to give up. We wanted to quit. And we said, you know, we can't do this anymore. Like, I, I don't, I just don't know. And Crystal was really... Um, downcast, right? Kind of like Hannah. She was really downcast. She was upset. She was um, just, I don't know. We were, I guess we were focusing on the pain, just like Hannah, right? We were hyper-focused on the pain that we didn't understand what was happening all the way around us. Uh, because, you know, we, and so I just prayed to the Lord and this is what God told me. God told me, push through. Two words. He said, push through. Push through. That's what God told me. 
So many times I've heard people say, oh, let's just pray for breakthrough. God, give me breakthrough. Well, breakthrough is not like this water bottle that, oh, you want breakthrough? Here you go, man. Breakthrough for you. Yay. You know, give me that water. Uh, <laughs> you know, breakthrough is always on the other side of your push through. Breakthrough is always on the other side of your pushing through. Breakthrough looks like this. This is hard. This is tough. But I'm going to get through it. I'm going to walk it out. One way or another, I'm going to make it. This is hard. That is pushing through. That is what breakthrough looks like. It's never like, oh, give me breakthrough. Oh, I got it. Yes. I don't have to do anything. No. Now, you know, um, and so God told us to push through. And so we did. And so it was a, it was an amazing adventure. God really just blew our minds. We, we went to this motion conference with some of our teens uh, again, this is like six years ago now. Uh, it was the first motion we'd ever been to. And they had like a pastor's thing, just pastors. Uh, and it just, it blew our minds. You want to say anything about that? Yeah, I think sometimes we just kind of focus on that moment. We were just like thinking about ourselves and how easy it'd be to just give up when you don't like, again, take a step back and realize what that decision will cause. Cause every decision that you choose, like in Hannah's story, we're going to see that Samuel's going to make a huge difference in the future. And so sometimes we were, we were just looking at our circumstance instead of looking at if we push through what's going to happen. And thankfully for both stories, we decided to push through and we're still here being Amen. youth pastors Amen. Uh, and you know, God provided. Yes. Uh, if you don't know, Kevin said, okay, he was done with the military and God worked that out. And it's just amazing when you see that just happen. Like God just works it all out. Cause at that point I, we didn't think that was possible. Yeah. And it seemed crazy because this was right smack during 2020 COVID crisis. And, uh, it, 2020, if you don't know, was one of the, um, if you ever looked like at a bar graph, it was like the highest rate of pastors leaving the ministry 2020 because of COVID. Um, and so, and we actually had a meeting with Pastor Michael French and we were on this like, and he was telling us how many people were living, leaving the ministry. Uh, and then I told him, well, I'm jumping in the ministry, you know? And so, you know, and, and to everybody else, it was crazy. It was ludicrous. It was like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're going to leave a military government job, you know, uh, making good money to pastor during COVID? Like, aren't you guys closed? You know? And so it was, it was a, to the world, it looked crazy. Um, but to us, it really blessed our souls. God was working it out and it doesn't matter sometimes what it looks like in your life. God is working it out. So don't worry about what it looks like to other people. Be obedient in whatever God is asking you to do, because this is something I have a little sticker on my door and it always reminds me, I, I wrote it one time and it says, God is faithful. God is faithful. If he brought you to it, he'll get you through it, right? God is faithful. Amen? Amen. And then to, you know, I think about like others might think you're crazy. Well, to Hannah, they thought she was drunk in her, drunk. In, in her reaching out to the Lord. Yes. And so to others, you might look like you're crazy and you don't know what you're doing. But if right. you know that the Lord's called you to something, then he will get you through it. Amen. Amen. So, all right. So we talked about the struggle a little bit. 
Um, as I said, you know, uh, we were talking about real people. Um, I think we should touch on that a little bit. Yeah, the real people in real pain. Yes. Something I just, you know, was really telling the girls as I was reading the story. I said, when you hear Hannah and how she reacted, just, yes, she did pray and she reached out to the Lord. But she did sound like she was sad and depressed. It said she didn't eat. Um, and so that, that I just tell them that sometimes those are real things. You know, it doesn't mean you're not going to go through something, but it does, like Kevin said, it does mean God is faithful and he is good and he's going to help you through those moments. And that's why I said, sometimes we just really need to dissect the word and realize that these Bible, you know, the people in the Bible are real people, absolutely, real emotions. Like we were reading, um, what was the story, uh, when he's in the cave uh, Ooh, Elijah. Yes. And he's just, he literally says, I want to die like Lord, yeah. you know, and there's just real sentences in there that sometimes we think that people in the Bible would never feel that way. Right. They are Christians would should never feel that way, right. but those are real emotions. But what we do with that is yes. what's important. Yes. Who we turn to with those emotions yes. and feelings is what's important. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and I was telling the teens the same, the same thing. I was like, Sometimes we just, we think they're fictional characters. We read the Bible like it's a storybook that we're buying at, you know, books a million. And this is not a, like a storybook. This is a real life autobiography of God's love towards you and me. You know, this is a true, you know, this is life. And these are real people with emotions. You know, so when Hannah is feeling depressed and she's not eating and she's sad, um, that's a real life person. You know, she feels like her life is ending because she can't provide her husband a son, which back then was even a greater shame. If you couldn't give your um, your spouse, your husband, a child, that was a great shame back then. Um, you know, and so it was horrible. It was horrible. There was no doctor. There's no procedures. There's no injections you can go do to help you. Uh, you were just viewed as, you know, wow, that was shame. You know, she can't even provide a son. And so, you know, she was really going through that pain through that struggle, and it was real for her. Uh, and so, uh, let's continue. Uh, and, and, and so, um, let's see here. Let's go through verse 10. Uh, In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. Verse 11, And she made a vow, saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant... Uh, servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son that I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head Uh, and so uh, let's keep reading a little bit and so well we already read it so I'm going to paraphrase and so Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving right and then she gets called drunk and so not so my Lord Hannah replied I'm a woman who's deeply troubled right again talking about real people she's deeply troubled um, and so, I have not been drinking. Don't call me, you know. Don't ask, don't think of me as a as a wicked person. And so, um, and this goes back to what I was saying right before this. It goes right back to this. God is not afraid of your emotions. I don't know why we think that we have to be all put together and just you know. We got to be amazing little Christians so that you can pray to God in heaven so that He will hear you. God is not afraid of your emotions. He's not afraid of your pain. He's not afraid of your dirtiness. He's not afraid of where you've been. He's not afraid of the mud that's all over you, the sin. He is not afraid of that. 
He loves you. He has his arms open for you. He's ready to hug you. He is actually out looking for you. If you don't believe me, look at the story of the prodigal son. The father was actively searching and looking and ready for his son. That is a picture of you and me. The father is waiting with arms open wide and he will meet you where you're at. He will meet you where you're at. He's not waiting over here saying, yeah, come to me. I'm holy and you're not. Come to me and you better get holy as you come to me. That's crazy. That's like saying you better be clean before you get in the shower. <laughs> I don't, how? Like I don't, you know, it's impossible. It's impossible. God is not waiting for you to be clean so that he can clean you. God is waiting for you to say, I'm broken and I surrender. Please save me. Clean me. Heal me. Uh, you know, and so, okay, I'm going to sit back down. Yeah. And so that's, anyways, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Um, I, that would just kind of lead us to our next of what was her response when she when Eli tells her, um, he says, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you've asked of him. Amen. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something. Amen. That's one thing that stood out to me when I was talking to the young ladies that she did something. Action. She had to eat something. Like, she could have still been sad and said, oh, I'm not going to eat. Right. But she decided to take action. Amen. And sometimes that's us. We need, Yes, we pour it all out to God and give them our real emotions. But then it takes us doing something. Yes. We can't just, okay, Lord, what is next? And for her, it was just going back in peace, it says, in peace. And then she ate something. Yeah, I think that is so important. Like I was, Like we were saying, I mean... Without you having some sort of action, without you pushing through, how can there ever be a breakthrough? How can you ever get to the other side without you putting forth some action, right? So, you know, what do, what do I mean? Like, if you're a Christian and you've asked God to, you know, to save you and you're, you know, Lord, come into my heart. You know, I want to be a Christian. That's awesome. You know, praise God for that. But, but then after that comes action, Right? I'm not saying that you have to do something to receive God's love. I'm saying you've received God's love. Now what are you going to do with it? It takes action. So how are you going to walk that out? Right? Are you, are you reading your Bible? Uh, that's something. <laughs> my students are right here. Like they can tell you. Uh, sometimes I even like phone check them. I'm like, yo, let me see your phone. You know, let me see your Bible streak. And they're like, you know, and, be, and when we first started that, they'd be like, oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, the power went out and like, you know, the, the, my Bible streak, it's not there no more, you know, and, but now, you know, I'll, I'll get on them. It's all right. Look, he pulled up his Bible. Line. He's ready. He's like, come on, come on. You know, and so now they're ready. So now they're like, you know, they're ready with that. They're reading their Bible. They're, they're having their, their, their Bible and they're, they know that someone, they're, I'm, they're, I'm going to keep them accountable. They know that. I'm going to ask them, have you been reading your Bibles? And there's so many times though, as adults, we don't have accountability. No one is coming to say, how many times did you read your Bible this week? How many times did you read your Bible this week, Brother Joe? How many, how many times did you read your Bible, Ryan? Right? And, we, and so it's hard because we have to push through on our own. You know, we, and it's, this is kind of going off track, baby, I'm sorry. But oh, gosh. Uh, in the military, like, <laughs> it was so funny because in the military, I was in the Air Force Reserve and, uh, and then I uh, did like the active reserve thing for a while. And they would always tell us, 
because the army, they would all have to get up together and like work out together. And someone's like, hurry up, up, down, come on, we're going to run, you know? And then in the air force, they're like, Hey, you better work on, you better work out on your own. You know, you, you better make sure you're ready for that PT test. And nobody was all over you. Nobody was on you. Um, they trusted you and respected you enough to, you know, trust you that you were going to do it, that you were going to work out. But, you know, don't get it wrong. There was always a PT test. Every year, right, Chuck? If you, if you pass <laughs> under a 90, there's twice a year, every six months. So... Sometimes we think we can scrape by without reading our word, without praying, without being in worship, without having that relationship with Christ. But you have to understand that the test is still on the way. There's something coming that you need that in order to, you know, you need to take that action in order to get through that test. You have to have that action. And so uh, that's, that's what Pastor Chris was saying, you know, without pushing through, without some sort of action, there'll never be a, a breakthrough. And so we see Hannah, even though she's sad, e listen to this, even though she's not even pregnant yet, even though she's not even with her husband yet, she eats. She gets ready. It says that after that, that she no longer looked downcast. Right, she's getting all you know, nice and looking good, and getting ready. <laughs> she's like, "Come on, Okana, you know." Uh, sorry, sorry. All right, uh, and then it says, <laughs> "Early the next morning, they arose and worshipped the Lord." <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord Jesus! Uh, see, I love you, baby. See, this is why I need her here, you know. And that's also some, you know, they got yeah. up and worshiped. Again, this is before anything happened yet. They got read. up and worshiped the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You ready to move on? No, I'm still red. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, again, it just, again, it just shows you that even in everything, they're still worshiping the Lord. Even in her pain, even in her struggle, she knows where to go. You know, this morning, you need to know where to go. You know, you need to know where to go. And I don't mean just church. I mean, in your home, do you have a place where you go? Y'all ever seen the, like the, what is it called? The war room? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so important. Yeah, you better have a little place. You know, mine is my closet. Sometimes it's messy, but I get in there. And, you know, for real, Kristen will know, too. If I'm in my closet, you know, she's like, oh, Lord. you know, <laughs> something's happening. You know, God's coming down. You know, it's like my tent of meeting and I'm Moses. Like, I expect that when I come into my closet, I'm going to have an encounter with the living God. And you can do the same thing. It's not just Pastor Kevin. It's not Pastor Chris. It's not Pastor DJ. It's not the elders. not just, it's everybody. Get in that little closet. Get in that little room. Get in your car if it's your car. For me, for years, it was my car. Okay, amen. Go ahead. I don't know if I want to continue. About what? <laughs> I was going to say, to be real, mine's the shower. <laughs> but amen. he's already kind of, I was like, I don't know if I want to say that. Mine's the shower. It's all right, baby. I sing in the shower. I worship. And the angels cover their ears like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but to be real for moms, sometimes it's the place you need to get away. And sometimes you pray and hope they don't follow you to the bathroom in the shower. Yeah, but you just really, truly have to find that place of what is um, your quiet time. What if it's just five minutes? Sometimes yes. we think that it has to be a certain amount of time, specific words. Whatever. It's just what is that time that you can just pour out yourself to the Lord and say, 
just whatever, you know, help me with my day. This is what I'm going through, God. Just get real and personal. Um, and that's what we talk about, just real, not, you know, got to come and come here on church and get up and have the perfect words. It's really where you're at in real life. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of goes, it actually kind of gets or links good with, you know, um, us as Christians fulfilling what we say we're going to do, you know, kind of like, um, verse 21 and 22, when we were talking about Hannah, you know, after, so basically after, you know, she gets pregnant, conceives and everything, verse 21 and 22 on her own, let's go ahead and read that. Uh, it says, when the man Elkanah went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord and he will live there always. And so why do I bring the scripture up? Because God wasn't standing there saying, okay, Hannah, I gave you a son. Bring him to me. You know, I'm like in a deep voice, bring him to me. <laughs> right? God's not doing that. God didn't do anything. God just fulfilled his promise. I see your heart. I see your pain. I'm going to meet your need. God, you never see where God said, give me your son. Hannah fulfills her vow to the Lord. Hannah remembers what she told God. And she's the one that says, I'm going to take this boy and I'm going to take him to the temple and I'm going to fulfill my vow. Right? I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. Sometimes we forget what that is. You know, um, I don't know if I should get this real or not. Um, you know, it's fine. I'm going to do it. Um, you know, if y'all can write a letter to Pastor DJ or email him later, you know, it's fine. Um, I know it's crazy. Pastor Kevin wasn't always a Christian, right? And I lived in California. And so there was one, this one time I was walking to school and, you know, I, you know, I, I uh, you know, I did a little Mary Jane. Okay. You know, I smoked some weed. I'll just say it. All right. Uh, again, I, this was California, right? I wasn't a Christian. I was, I smoked some weed. I walked to school and as I, for some reason, when I, you know, inhaled really hard, I, uh, I couldn't breathe. For real, though. Like, for real, I couldn't breathe. So my, I, I could not breathe. So I didn't know what happened. I was walking, and I, could, I, I didn't know. Like, I seriously, I thought I was about to pass out. And so finally, somehow, like, I was able to, like, burp it out, and, and I got it out. Um, but I thought I was going to die. And even in that time, right, I'm walking to school, I'm, you know, all this is happening, and I think I'm about to die. I pray in my mind, and I say, God, if you would just save me, I'll never touch this stuff again. And a lot of the times, we go through these things, right, Isaiah? We go through these things. Um, we go through these things, and, and we make promises. For some people, it's like a car crash. For some people, it's like a sick child. For some people, it's at the hospital. For some people, it's, you know, you fill in the blank. But then we forget those promises. We forget those vows. We forget that God brought us from where we were and we're here now, but we have forgotten what we said we would do. We have forgotten that. And, and you know, and I did, I forgot that for a while. And, you know, unfortunately I forgot that for a while, <laughs> for a while, but, but thank God that he's gracious and merciful. And I was able to find him, you know, and I, and thank God I've been free of that since, uh, 2008. So Amen. praise God. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Hannah stayed faithful. 
Um, it really was at that point when her husband says that he's going to go up. And at that point, she had to say, what do I do now? Because can you imagine not being able to conceive or have a son? And then she finally has him in her arms. And then she has to decide, is she going to go pretty much give him up? And yes, it's to the Lord, but she's not going to be able to raise him. And she still says she's going to breastfeed him. So for moms, you know, that's not just, you know, a one month thing. It took a while. So she created even a bigger bond with him. And so that was even harder for her to say, I'm going to stay faithful to my vow to the Lord to give him up. Yeah. And again, we're talking about real people. So this is not some lady that's like an ultra Christian and full of the Holy Spirit. And she's like, here's my child, you know, take him." you know, she she feels she feels that she has to fulfill her vow. She feels like I'm this is probably the hardest thing I will ever do. It's something I wanted so bad and now I have to give it to the Lord. Sometimes God blesses us and we're hung on to that blessing so hard that we refuse to give it to the Lord. Sometimes it's pain. We refuse to give our pain to the Lord. We think we have to deal with it. But sometimes it's blessing. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about money. I don't, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about blessing you. How God has blessed you. We refuse to give back to God. You know, because it's ours. Like, this is what I wanted all my life. This 25-year career, it's mine. I want it. Right? This car, it's mine. I want it. These gifts, these abilities, they're mine. I worked so hard for them. And we forget that God is the one who blessed you with it. We forget that God gave it to you graciously in love. And he's not standing there saying, give it to me. But he is patiently waiting for you to fulfill your vow, to love him back. And so and it wasn't about God. Like God didn't need Sam. You know, was, he could have chose anyone. Yeah, he could have chose anybody. And, but it really was what's going to happen next. Like we said, sometimes taking the step back and will you be part of the bigger picture? Amen. We get to decide if I, me, Crystal, is going to be used by God or is he going to, if I'm going to just say, nah, never mind and let the next person. Because God's going to do what he wants to do. Amen. And you get to decide if you get to be part of the wow. bigger picture. Yeah, that's awesome. You get to decide if you're going to partner with Jesus. Like you get to decide if you're going to partner with the ministry that God wants to do on the earth. You know, will you partner with him? I mean, that's basically what that is. I mean, will you partner with what God wants to do on the earth? Um, and we all have that choice. Don't think because you're, you know, this is your first time here, second time here, or you're teen, or you're, you know, 13, you're 12, you're 60, you know, you're 70. It doesn't matter. Every day, are you willing to partner with what God is wanting to do on the earth? Because every day you have an opportunity to do that. And sometimes, it, it, you know, we think it's like going to be this ultra Christianese thing, right? Where we're going to go deliver this person. And a lot of time, God just wants you to smile at that girl or that guy or that woman at Walmart or McDonald's. God just wants you to smile and love on somebody, you know, a lot of times. So, um, you know, so a lot of times that's, that's what it is. So, Yes. <clears throat> Students. Yes. I'll make you do push-ups still, okay? I don't care if it's big church. All right, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so just knowing that, you know, if you keep reading, we're not going to read too much into it, but you'll see the impact that Samuel has. The Lord finally, you know, will talk to him and right. tell him what he needs him to do. Right. And, you know, Hannah was a part of that. Hannah's decision was a part of what would come next with Samuel. Yeah. 
and she got to decide for Samuel, um, you know, and you don't know what decision that, that you're making is going to impact the generations. Absolutely. Um, behind you. Yeah. I mean, I, I would go to say your life right now, you, your life can impact generations and generations of people. If you are willing to partner with God, if you're willing to surrender to God's will. Too many times we're, and I was talking to somebody, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was telling them too many times we want God to partner with us, right? We're like, um, it's like getting on the freeway, right? We, a lot of times as Christians, we say, I'm going to take the 65, not the 85. I'm going to take the 65, right? Even though we're going to Atlanta. I'm going to take 65 South. I get on 65 South. God help me. Lead me to Atlanta. <laughs> we do the same thing in life. We go where we want to go. And then we say, God help me and, and guide me. Instead of getting to the point in your life where you say, God, before I make this decision, before I choose this new job, or before I choose a school, or before I choose a path, or before I choose this friend, or before I choose whatever, this spouse, I want you to guide me. God, will you guide me before I make these decisions? And they're just so important that, you know, that we do that. Um, and so, uh, verses 24 to 28, uh, something I wanted to talk about was, even after your breakthrough, um, and even an answered prayer, the struggle of life is still not over. Um... You know, and you guys can go home and read chapters 2 and 3 and 4 and on and on, right? Um, but listen, Hannah was a real person. Do you understand that year after year after year after year, Hannah would go visit Samuel? Not just that, right? I mean, Samuel is worshiping and ministering. And her, his mom is showing up. So now I'm talking about Samuel's life because he's a real person. You know, come here, Robert. So Samuel's just here, right? He's just ministering before the Lord. He's just hanging out, right? All of a sudden, here, all of you teens, come over here. Come over here. Quickly, Girls, quickly. Come on, hurry, hurry, <laughs> hurry. Robert, you come over here, right? So all of a sudden, right, all of a sudden, Hannah shows up. Right? Miss Becky, you come over here. You come over here, Miss Becky. Come on, run, run. <laughs> I love it. You never know what I'm going to do. You know, it's, it's true. And so all of a sudden, Hannah comes with all her other kids. All her other kids. <laughs> and, and Samuel is still here by himself. Listen, because I'm talking about a real person. So this kid has to sit, sit here at the temple and watch his mom bring him clothes year after year and watch her bring all his siblings, but he can't go back with her. Do you guys understand that? Okay, you guys go ahead and sit down. Give him a hand. <laughs> try not to cry. I'm trying not to cry. Because it's real life, real pain. Hannah must have been sad every time she went up and Absolutely. couldn't take her son back with her. Absolutely. I don't think there's ever a time where Hannah stopped thinking about him. And if you're a mom, you can relate. There's never a time where you stop thinking about your kids. Oh, they're fine. Like, that doesn't happen. 
And so now you're coming to visit your son with all the other kids, but you know good and well that you get to hug him, love him, give him clothes, but you can't leave with him. He has to stay there. And on the flip side, Samuel knows, I love them and I wish I could go with them, but I can't. I can't. And so it's real, real life. I mean, these are real pains and struggle. And even though the miracle happened, right? The miracle happened. Samuel's a miracle. But the struggle isn't over. The struggle isn't over. So there is, <laughs> so there is um, you know, blessing with the pain is mixed in that. Because she was blessed, as you, you know, you saw an illustration, but in the scripture, she was blessed with more kids. And so that was a blessing to her. She can have more kids and have a family, but there was still a pain that she had to continually give to the Lord year after year, every time she saw Samuel. And I think that's important because sometimes we go through things excuse me, we go through things in our lives and, you know, sometimes it is like, God, it's yours and it's over. And, and sometimes we have to push through. Sometimes year after year after year, we have to continue to push through because that's real life. You know, I've, I've been through this or I've been through that or, you know, I had this addiction or I had that addiction and sometimes you have to continually push through. For some people, it's gone. And for some people, you purposely have to continue to, nope, I'm not going to do that. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Nope, I'm not going to do that. You know, you have to push through it, even though the miracle has already happened. Um, and, and you see that in the life of Jesus many times as well. You know, Jesus, he heals the lepers, right? Y'all know the story of the lepers where he heals, and they're not healed yet, but as they're walking, right, as they start to walk, as they start to put in that action, as they're putting one foot above, uh, in front of the other, they get healed, Right? And then even after that, only like one comes back. Only one remembers who's the one who healed him. Only one remembers what he thinks is right and what he should do. And so, you know, today's message is, is really not long. Uh, we're pretty much done now, but I want to leave you guys with this. Push through. Wherever you're at in life, wherever you're at, whatever stage you're at, Wherever you're at with your job, wherever your need is, push through. I wish there was a magic secret formula, but there's not. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus is with you. And if you will continue to push through, You know, you will get to your breakthrough. And once you've gotten to that breakthrough, you're going to continue to have to push through. Oh, man, I thought it was just over. Like, you push, you struggle really hard. And I tell my teens all the time, they're right here, they're witnesses. Being a Christian is the hardest thing that you could ever do. A real Christian. Being a real Christian is the hardest thing you could ever do. Because it never stops. And it's not for the weak and it's not for the faint of heart. Being a Christian is for the brave. It's for the strong. It's for the ones who are willing. It's for the ones who are waiting to endure. And sometimes pushing through doesn't look like pushing through. Sometimes pushing through looks like enduring. You're just enduring. Like Hannah, right? Bullied. You can't even have kids. Yeah, look at you. You can't even have kids. I don't even know why you're a wife, you know. 
And so she's just pushing through, but she's enduring. She's enduring. She's enduring. She's just pushing through. So sometimes pushing through looks like you're just enduring. It looks like you're just taking a beating. It looks like you're just always on the defensive. But if you will continue to put God first, if you will continue to push through and endure that, God will see you to the other side. And he will do greater things than you ever thought. And he will show you the bigger picture. If you know the story of Samuel, you know that God used him tremendously. You know that he was one of the most amazing prophets of Israel. You know that he was the first one to anoint a king. You know that he was the one who anointed King David. Right? You know that this person was someone who God spoke to, trusted, loved. And he impacted millions of people. And it was all for, you know, his mom's push through. Yes. Don't cry. Real pain. Yes. <laughs> Real people. So when we were talking about this, the question was, well, what if they didn't push through? Sometimes that's the real question right. you have to ask yourself. What if you decide you're not going to push through? Right. What, you know, you will see the story of Samuel, which it, it would have just been someone else. I know right. God would have, but it wouldn't have been that story. It wouldn't have been Samuel. And so for us, that might not be our child. That might not be our families. So it all starts with you deciding, you know, what if you don't push through? And again, that takes vulnerability and right. just being honest and, you know, pouring it out, out to God. That yeah. might be, you know, asking someone to pray for you and just being honest and saying, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, right. whatever I, it is, that pain. And you have to be honest with that. And, you know, I just felt like God just said, God can use that pain for a purpose. Amen. Sometimes we ask, why are we going through this pain? But there is a purpose in that. Yes. And we just believe this morning that and pray that you will get through it. Amen. We do. And we, you know, absolutely. God can turn your purpose. I mean, your pain into purpose. Uh, and this morning we want to pray for you. If you guys will all just stand to your feet. We're going to stand to ours. Listen, if you feel like giving up, I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning, don't give up. Your life, your life is so important. Your life matters. Your life, and I'm talking spiritually, I'm talking physically. Your life matters. Someone is waiting for you to push through. Someone in your fear of influence, someone in your circle, someone in your life is waiting for you to push through. So that you can help them push through one thing is true that there was always purpose behind Hannah's pain always and the same is true with us there's always a purpose for our pain and just to be clear God doesn't cause our pain God is not the one causing our pain. He's not the one trying to squish us like a bug. He loves us. 
He loves you. But he will take that pain and he will use it. He will use it for his glory. So this morning, if you would just uh, close your eyes, bow your head. You can lift your hands if you'd like. Uh, I'd just like to pray for you guys. Father God in heaven, we thank you this morning. God, we, we realize our pain. We realize our brokenness. We realize that we need you. God, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for your love and your mercy. God, we need you. Father, right now I ask in the name of Jesus that by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, that you would meet your people right now, right here, God, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you would teach them, that you would guide them in all truth. Father, would you meet them in their pain? Would you meet them in their struggles? Would you meet them in those hard relationships? Would you meet them in any type of addiction? Would you meet them in any type of pain? Scars from the past, from their childhood? God, would you meet them right now, God? And would you heal, Father? Would you speak life right now, God, in Jesus' name? We speak life, Father, in Jesus' name. Healing, God, in Jesus' name, to their minds, to their bodies, to their souls, to their spirits. Healing in Jesus' name. Father, whatever the enemy tried to use for evil, God, we declare you will use it for good. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how nasty it looks, no matter how painful it is, use it for your good, God. Use it for your glory, God. Father, I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, that they would go out of here supernaturally charged with your love, with your hope, with your courage, God, and that they would influence people all around them, God. That they would influence people all around them for good. That they would bring life to every situation, God. Right now, in Jesus' name, help them bring life to every situation. Help them to bring life to every relationship. Help them to bring life, God, in their finances. Help them to bring life, God, in any circumstance. In Jesus' mighty name, God. I thank you from the least of them to the greatest of them to the oldest of them, God, to the youngest of them, that you will use them for your good. And God, I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that they will not give up, God. Whether they're going through something now or maybe they go through something in the future, God, I declare over your people that they will not give up, God. That they will push through. That you will be with them, God in their pain and in their agony and their sadness and their depression whatever it is God I declare you will be with them and you will free them and you will give them freedom God and you will guide them and love them through it God and I declare Father in the name of Jesus that every weapon formed against us shall not prosper God it shall not prosper, God. Every weapon formed against our children, every weapon formed against our students, God, and the schools and the surrounding area, God, this city and this state and this country and this world, it will not be able to come against them, God. I declare in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against your children shall prosper. Would you do it, oh God? Father, would you do it in a mighty way? God, I declare revival in these schools, God. God, I declare revival in the schools, God. I declare a Holy Ghost-filled revival in the schools, God. In Jesus' mighty name. 
God, I declare revival in the workplaces, God. Wherever they're at, God, I declare revival in Jesus' name. I declare revival in our own hearts, in our own spirits, revival in our pursuit of you, Jesus, revival in our relationships with you, Jesus. I declare revival, God. Remind us of our first love. Remind us of you, Jesus. I bless them in Jesus' name. I bless them. bit but I felt like we should really pray for all the young women I feel like the Lord didn't put the need to tell them that there is other young women like them and you know when you start working with their age group you realize that they're faced with a lot of things every day doesn't mean the young boys are any less but just the young women um, when we were worshiping sometimes they've been told that you know that the love does fail maybe you know different situations so if you're a young lady here and you just want i just feel like we need to just fill them up with that love from the family from the gathering place family so absolutely yeah if you're a young lady or even a lady who you know had an, any type of um, i don't know anybody that wants prayer you know if you just feel like you want God to touch you, you want God's healing, you want God's protection, and you just feel a call to get some prayer, you can come up here. Uh, we can have the prayer team to come up. Uh, we are glad to pray for these young ladies. They go through so much. Uh, they go through so much, and we just need to pray for them. Um, all of our students, you know, if all the young men want to come on this side, and we just have the men pray for you, come on, you guys come over here. And then the young men come on this side on the right. We're going to just pray for you students. And if I can have the prayer partner man come over here to pray over these young men, uh, we're just going to pray. And if you're out there right now and you're a believer, I just ask that you would be in prayer right now. Would you just start praying right now? Would you just start praying for these young people right now? I believe God's about to have a Holy Ghost encounter with them. So if you would just start raising your hands, would you just start praying?
Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, God, we, we present these young people to you, God. We ask that you would protect them and fill them, Jesus. Have your way in their lives, God. And we declare, God, that they will ignite their schools for good. God, we declare that they will show the school hope and love. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. You're so good, Father. We thank you for our schools. We thank you for our children. We thank you for our students. We thank you for all of us, God. Thank you. We thank you. And if this is your first time today and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receive him right now. All you have to say is, Lord, I surrender save me I don't need to pray over you you don't need to recite anything if you want Jesus in your heart say Lord I surrender please save me wherever you're at say Lord please save me Jesus come into my heart I want to know you oh we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus oh we just thank you Jesus Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hey, listen, before we end, I want to uh, just let you guys know if you'd like to give, you can give online, you can give on your way out. Um, but we love you guys. We thank you. Thank you for partnering with Jesus this morning. Thank you for pushing through. We love you guys. We cannot wait to see you next week. I'm so excited for our special guest that's going to be preaching. I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have an awesome Sunday. We'll see you next week.